Welcome to Zavi's Video Rewind, a new podcast from Zavi, the home of pop culture. I'm your host, Emily Murray, and together we'll be digging into our video archives, discussing a wide range of cult classics, all of which have recently received or will be receiving a new release on disc. Each week I will be joined by a special guest to discuss a movie and the importance of film restoration. And for this episode, we'll be diving into the 1993 fantasy action film Last Action Hero, which has recently received a new 4K release. Despite being a critical and commercial failure upon release, the film went on to find an audience on home video, developing quite the cult following. As satire of the action genre, it follows a young boy as he's magically transported into the fictional world of his favourite character, Jack Slater, of course played by none other than Arnold Schwarzenegger. But first, let's have a clip. May I help you? Yes. Could I speak to the drug dealer of the house, please? I beg your pardon? It's a beautiful day, and we're out killing drug dealers. Are there any in the house? <laughs> Are you ready for anything? Wait, where are you going? I'll be back. Ha! You didn't know I'm gonna say that, did you? That's what you always say. I do? Everybody keeps waiting for you to work it in. It's kind of like your calling card. Joining me to talk about Last Action Hero is film journalist Scott Davis. How are you today, Scott? I'm very well, thank you, Emily. How are you? I'm good. It's sunny. I feel a lot Mm. lighter in life. And I feel like this is a really fun film to talk about. Um, I know you adore it. I do, I do. It's summery, short sleeve shirts, look. Yeah. It's all the rage. (laughs) Also, I've noticed we have like a Batman thing going on because I've got a Batman shirt and you've got... (laughs) Yeah, so there's Arnold Schwarzenegger is here, but because of the light, the reflection is very, very bad. So that's why the microphone's in shot, just to cover it up because it looks really bad. (laughs) I think you're like the person I know who knows the most about Arnie. When I decided Last Action Hero would be great for the Zavi Video Rewind, I was like, Scott's my man. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, obsessive about Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's part of of my youth. I must admit to you that I hadn't actually seen this film before, which shocked a few people I know. Um, I think I just, I don't know if I just missed it or like on home video or, but I watched it for the first time last night in prep for this and it really took my breath away. I think I was expecting a kind of kiddie, cheesy, 90 minute, pulpy kind of like fun film. When it came up with like rated 15, I was like, oh, (laughs) (laughs) this, this is going to be so much more than I expected, but I really liked that. It's like really clever. It's just such a blast. Yeah, it's not uh, it's not twins. This one, it's still it's still it's still pretty hardcore Arnold Schwarzenegger, but with a little bit of lightheartedness. Yeah, I think it's um it's definitely one of the films in his catalogue that is very underrated. It obviously, comes with a lot of uh, baggage from when it was released in the nineties, and uh, mm. uh, you know different things have been said about it. And obviously, it wasn't as you say, it wasn't particularly. Uh, critically or commercially successful but over the years I think people have it's almost one of those films that was a little bit of ahead of its time in terms of its concept and what it was trying to do and while it maybe doesn't quite do it perfectly hmm. in what it does I think it does it really well and I think it's uh, it is one of his more uh, fun movies that uh, is perhaps one yeah that not too many people have, have seen it might be one of the ones that people are like, oh, I've heard not good things about it it's not total recall is it yeah. but 
<laughs> it's certainly, especially now with all the stuff that in the last sort of 10, 15 years that we've seen in cinema, that it's, it's definitely got its place in, in, the, in people's libraries on their shelf, I think. So, uh, yeah, it's nice that we get to talk about it. It makes sense to me that it's sort of as like a home video classic that that's where it found its fans because it is just sort of like it's quite nostalgic it's quite retro like there's so much stuff that takes place at like a video store and it's all about film and it's silly and it's fun and I can see it like being such a favorite like like at the home video rental store back when we were younger um because we don't have video rental stores now it's very sad um but as you said, like the story behind the making of it's fascinating and it's released because it did come with so much baggage. And two words, Jurassic Park. That's the reason I think this film didn't make any money at the box office. It's the reason why lots of things didn't make money at the box <laughs> office. But this was so in back in the 90s, this was billed as the big ticket for 93. Hence the ticket in the film. So it all kind of you know uh, linked yeah, in together. And uh, yeah, it was supposed to be it was Schwarzenegger the height of his powers. He'd come off of all of the successful films, but I think in the years previous, he'd done Twins, Kindergarten Cop, Total Recall, Terminator 2. So he was literally at the height and could make any film he wanted. So it came with that as well. And it was John McTiernan who'd made Die Hard. So the, all the ingredients mm -hmm. are in this to make it hugely successful, but not just the Jurassic Park had come out and obliterated everything that uh, this one, not only because of the fact that it wasn't particularly liked by critics at all, kind of uh, saw it uh, dip quite quickly and didn't do anywhere near what they expected of the film and also what Schwarzenegger films did at the time in terms of box office. But uh, he, if you, I mean, if you read the history of the books, he did try to get them to move the release date back by a month, but they refused uh, to budge because somewhere along the lines of every week they weren't released in the summer because this was at the height of the summer and summer in 93 was very different to how it is these days, at least pre-COVID, that um, he wanted them to, to push it because of Jurassic Park and they didn't listen to him and such that that and the combination of the fact they didn't really get very good word of word of mouth which you know in those days films lived or died on word of mouth because of the amount of times people would go back to the cinema to see things there wasn't another big movie there wasn't a stallone movie the week after and then a bruce willis film the week after that you know the way we have it these days so i think that those all combined to to put the final nail mm -hmm. in its coffin as it were because it had, had a lot of production issues uh, as well so yeah I was reading something about you might know more than me, but something about the screenplay, it was penned by Zach Penn and Adam Leff, but it went through mm -hmm. so many changes, including apparently Carrie Fisher was a yeah. uncredited script doctor, which is really cool because I love Carrie Fisher. Like it went through so many changes, they didn't even get a screenplay credit in the end, they got a story. So it seems like they had this idea and the studio just couldn't figure out what direction to go in, which is never the right foot to start on when you're making a blockbuster like this. No, not at all. I think even, obviously Shane Black was heavily involved because of him being friends with Arnie after Predator and he'd obviously made Last Boy Scout, mm. I think around the same time. Uh, William Goldman, who wrote many, many famous films was also part of it. And I, yeah, I think they didn't really know quite what it was, but it's also quite telling that I think maybe the producers of the movie should have maybe listened to Schwarzenegger a bit more and just let him go because he was obviously one of the catalysts behind wanting to make this he yeah. loved the idea and I think when they were making a movie with Schwarzenegger at the height of his powers what he was they should have just you know loosened the strings a little bit and let him go and make the <laughs> film he wanted to make and John McTiernan I mean he was huge you know he made Die yeah. Hard he'd made The Hunt for Red October a couple of years before so he was on a huge uh, upturn as well in terms of these kind of movies were, were his bread and butter, same as Schwarzenegger. So the fact that it didn't work is still very, very puzzling. But also I think mm. the fact that it's not just 
I think Schwarzenegger wrote this in his biography because I, I, I've, I've read it and even though it's not the best book in the world, he talks about they wanted to do an action movie and a comedy, but they couldn't quite get them together. And then by the time they got to make the film, it wasn't really much of either. It was kind of, you know, it was a bit of a mismatch and that's what the film is. And yeah. we, you said, I can't remember if you said off air or just before about how long the film <laughs> is. I think two hours, 10, two hours, yeah. 10 minutes. <laughs> as far as I know, in terms of the, reading the history books and Wikipedia and stuff, it was essentially because they were editing right up to the release date and they just oh, didn't okay. get enough time to, because of the release date, as with those things in those days, you know, release dates were such a big thing. They still are, they still are. Uh, but obviously in those days you're editing on film, you're not editing digitally. It was down to the wire and they essentially couldn't mm. have enough time to trim it how they guess they wanted to trim it down to. So it is a very long film when it doesn't really <laughs> need to be. So yeah, there's a lot, there's too much in it, I think. Yeah, I think, yeah, they could have streamlined it a bit more, but I obviously understand that they were down to the wire. But I do think that it's remarkable how well, like, it's not as it is a bit too much at times, but it is remarkable how coherent it actually is, considering all the issues it faced. Like I was shocked actually when I learned about the sort of development, how it went through the amount of scripts, because I don't think you can tell. I think the mismatch seems it kind of seems intentional in a way, mm. and that's why I enjoyed it because it's like it's a whole mix of everything. Like there's just so much in there. Um, it's a shame, I suppose, that like it. I think it made a loss of twenty six million, which is insane like numbers to me um it's a shame it went next to jurassic parks maybe if it hadn't it would have done better but also nothing can beat that like it's jurassic park <laughs> like nothing's beating that yeah it's almost it almost as if it wanted to be the film if they'd have had the time to do it you would have released this first because of jurassic yeah. world being such a not just a big deal in terms of what the story was about, but in terms of the leaps and bounds it did in terms of digital and the CGI and what Spielberg and those guys, ILM did with the the look of it. Everybody wanted to go and see that film, you know? So I think if they'd have released mm. it before, I'm not, not necessarily saying it would have done much better, but I think it would have <laughs> maybe done a little bit better, maybe not, you know, the studio might not have lost any money on it, but it's, it, it's still puzzling the fact that even those with Jurassic took something like Jurassic Park to take down Schwarzenegger because he was so yeah. consistent in his hits at the time. Even his smaller movies, you know, in the eighties like Raw Deal or Red Heat, you know, the movies that people do mm. watch if they're doing like a Schwarzenegger marathon, but they're not the ones you always will go back to. You know, that's the Total Recalls and the Terminators and Twins and yeah, everything yeah. else. You know still his movies always made money and this was the first i think this was before his art heart operation this was the big this was his flop this was the big big flop of his career because he didn't really have that mm. many really i mean you could argue batman and robin afterwards but that as much as it was he was in it it was more the the, the film itself was just terrible after that obviously <laughs> after that obviously very different he hasn't been the same after his heart up and obviously he did his politics and everything no. else but i think in terms of mm. the height of his powers people were so shocked that he had such a big flop on his hands because at the time, I think Stallone had had a few flops. Bruce Willis had a few flops. Van Damme had had, uh, he, he had a few flops when he came back with Universal Soldier. So Schwarzenegger was, uh, I think to a lot of people, he was almost untouchable and this proved that he kind yeah. of wasn't. But then when you're up against dinosaurs, what do you do? <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, do you know, I think it's really interesting you say that because to me, this is peak Arnie, mm. like in every aspect. And it is because he is, parody and sort of the characters he plays and which is why i'm shocked that like this was one of his big losses because if it's peak harley surely that sells you know surely it sells um why do you think it sort of then found an audience on home video because it has just yeah it has really grown since it's um 
since its box office release. Yeah, well, I think, well, partly the Jurassic World thing is still, I think in terms of the box office was evident because I think people just didn't go to see this at all. So it was something that they still wanted to discover on video, you know, something that they missed in the cinema, didn't really go, there wasn't the again the critical or the commercial acclaim for people to go back and see and see the movie so i think there was always something with people when it came on video was oh i haven't seen this we should we should give it a go and i think maybe the the way it tries to do it what it's doing in terms of comedy and action but also satirizing the action satirizing Mm. schwarzenegger and how his career had kind of (laughs) kind of done and you know it was him him doing it you know people do parodies of things all the time but the fact that schwarzenegger himself is kind of self-referentially taking the mickey out of himself which is which, which is what he's done more and more as the years have gone by um i think people will always uh i think uh, there was something to be discovered there and also i think schwarzenegger no matter what his movies on video were always such a big deal for people that's where a lot of his audience came from especially in the early movies and overseas as well you know this people would see his movies still anyway so i think there's a there's a a, a combination of things but he he always sold product even if he didn't sell it Mm. this one in the way that he normally sells it with box office there was still something for people to go and discover there so i think in terms of video especially in 1993-94 when it would have come out this was a this was a big deal for people to to see i think you lose a bit watching it at home it's weird to say that now looking back (laughs) in history you know you lose quite a bit of the 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 kind of adventure and the action and Mm. this kind of the the big world that they're trying to create on a on a especially on vhs when the quality wasn't very good in the first place but i think (laughs) that if anyone sells videos in those days it's unless it's a a big you know obviously franchises weren't the same unless it was batman or terminator Mm. which is schwarzenegger you know schwarzenegger would always sell so i think there's always there was always something to discover even if people hadn't seen it in the cinema yeah it's interesting you say that because for me like i like i I know we're going to talk about the action parody later because that's obviously what it's all about. But for me, what really struck me about the film is it's clearly made by people who love film. Mm. Like it's all driven by love of film and you know, Danny, the young kid in it, his escape from school, the death of his father, sort of the real world is the cinema and it's these big blockbuster action films. Mm. And do you know what? that's hard relate there because I think we're both massive film fans and for us the escape is that trip to cinema. And you know, watching this film like I just watched it on my TV, but watching it, I was like, damn, I, I wish and I I was in that cinema right now, like watching this do you yeah, watching yeah, this movie? And, and I also love how gorgeous this cinema is. Like it's so grand and it's huge and it's beautiful and but there's also like, it's quite run down, there's graffiti. And that reminds me of sort of like cinema now. Like, I don't know what your local's like, but my local's just a bit like, it's quite, it's cute. But, you know, it is a bit, a bit run down. But I think that sort of reflects the state, the sort of state of cinema. Like, it is this grand prestigious thing, but also there's a bit of rough and tumble there. Mm. There's a bit of edge. So, yeah, I just really liked how it's all about the sort of magic of the movies. And yeah, I got proper nostalgic. I was like, please, please take me back to a cinema. <laughs> <laughs> My local's a cinema, so I guess they keep it up. But I haven't really, I haven't got a local, local cinema anymore. Mine is either one that's like three or four miles away or more often than not, I just go to cinemas in town now because obviously working and doing film stuff in town, I tend to go to yeah. the picture house mainly, which is the oh, loveliest the cinema. House. But then you go to some of the little cine worlds and they're not quite the same. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. Especially now, I can imagine you watching it now post-covid not post-covid but during the covid pandemic that we haven't been able to go to the cinema you, you miss even the little things like the smell of the popcorn and the the, the mm. sweets and the, the ice cream themselves. and the little tickets yeah you never, I yeah. Mean, you don't get tickets the same as we used to I remember we used to go to I used to go to my local canon cinema which then turned into abc and they used to give you the little red stubs 
Oh yeah. Little stubs. Yeah. The two pound was it one pound fifty for a ticket we used to go to when we was until <laughs> we were teenagers when we were allowed to actually go to the cinema by ourselves. And yeah, little red tickets. And that's the same with this. You get the ticket. Mm. You know, there's the excitement to. I always remember watching a documentary about Star Wars when I think it was um, the Phantom Menace came out and there were guys going in and they were in the queue and they had their ticket and they're like holding it as if it's like the holy the holy grail, you know, and people people still to keep their tickets. You know, we live in an age now where... I do. Like, actually, not anymore, but because I've got too many now, but I used to keep folders as a kid. I've still got mine, yeah. I've got like four. So I had like little cases that um, uh, you'd get film for cameras in i used to put all my stubs in there because they fit cause oh. they're quite a good size so i get like two lots yeah, they're in. Little cylinder ones. Uh, mm. and i got some more back because my parents moved recently so they've been digging out loads of old stuff from cupboards and lofts and things and gave me loads of my stubs back from like 2004 when i used to go on my lim- <laughs> limited card like three times but there's something about that that you don't get now people yeah. will just go with their phone scan a little barcode and then they're in and that's it whereas when 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 I was growing up and when you were growing up, you know, obviously a few years apart, but you still had that buzz of getting the ticket and it had the name mm. of the film on it and whatever you were going to see and all that kind of stuff. So I think this this really captures the magic of cinema, both in terms of the film itself actually going to the cinema. And yeah, it's strange talking about it now, given that we haven't <laughs> been, to, we've been once, I've been once to the cinema in over a year, which is just insane. And even that wasn't to the cinema, technically, that was to a, a press screening. But apart from that, mm. I've not been to the cinema. So it's... Uh, it's, it's a nice little nod to all of that kind of the history of cinema you know going to the cinema and the buzz of going to yeah a movie and getting that little stub and being really excited to see what's going to be on the big yeah. screen it's something i really enjoyed like it like this kid just loved films and mm. she, like his mom's like ah oh, you're off school again were you at were you at the pictures it's like yes. yeah again hard relate <laughs> and also like i am um, like i'm quite obsessed with projectionists i think like i've done a few articles about before and i just love that sort of the art of projectionists and it's a lost art form today because yeah, it's digital but and like projectionist nick what a guy that guy is he's like the hero of this oh, obviously not but he's one of my heroes of this film like he's just he's just loves the movies he loves how much danny loves the movies and yeah again it's it's what you said it's like watching it today when cinema has changed so much since 93 like it, it just made me so nostalgic for yeah that big screen old-fashioned experience mm. and yeah that's what really like i really took away from last action heroes obviously the action parody stuff's great we'll talk about that now but that love of film as well it's just it's clearly made with so much heart. Yeah, hundred percent. I think um, it's strange that to, to talk about it being such a flop in the sense that it does a lot of the things he wants to do quite quite well. Particularly that element of it, which is the mm. the love of cinema. I mean, sh- you know, there's so many of the big stars that love cinema. You know, if you listen to uh, Tom Cruise, he watches a film or tries to watch a film a week. I mean, it's just madness. Yeah. And Schwarzenegger always loved the. Obviously, Schwarzenegger's a bit we won't go into detail here but he's he's very much a star mm. and he does certain things that stars do but he loves the buzz of showing his films he loves mm. the buzz of going into cinemas with, to see audiences going to watch his movies of course it feeds his ego because he's a he's he is schwarzenegger but you would when you're yeah. schwarzenegger that's what they do but <laughs> i think yeah i think the great the great thing about it is also i think i love the fact that schwarzenegger is such a good sport with this and subsequent things that he's done in the sense of mm. he knows that he's a little bit of an outsider, but he embraces all of that stuff. I think that's what makes him um, apart from all the other action stars and that he, he kind of knew after a while that he wasn't going to be able to do the same stuff over and over and didn't want to, you know, he wanted to go and do comedy stuff. Yeah. But then when I don't think he'd have made a film like last action hero had twins and kindergarten cop not been such massive successes. I mean, twins was such a huge, a huge deal when he made so much money off of that. And people didn't want to put him in comedies. And all of a sudden everyone's like, Oh, 
maybe we can do comedies <laughs> with you instead. And then this maybe tried to have its cake and eat it too. And by trying to do both and maybe, you know, the what they were trying to do initially kind of got lost in, obviously, as yeah. with most things with cinema, is trying to make as much money as possible and, you know, trying to balance those two things uh, just just got away from it. But I, I, yeah, I like all of the elements of the cinema stuff. I think it's, it's, it's a great... Uh, it's a great little look at why we love movies from different sides. I mean, not everybody loves Schwarzenegger movies. There's people out there who can't stand Arnold Schwarzenegger for whatever reason. Who, the, who are these who people? Are these I people? don't know them. <laughs> but they do. Uh, but yeah, I think this is, you know, uh, this again, this was at the height of his career and trying to do something a little bit different and it didn't quite work. But actually, when you look back at it now, you're kind of it's puzzled really as good. to mm. why it didn't quite work. But again, you're dealing with dinosaurs that are... 60 feet tall or whatever <laughs> none of us will survive unless you're jeff goldblum he survived yeah yeah he survived but yeah i think as again to go back to the cinema thing i was like it's the attention to detail as well like these people who made this clearly understand action cinema mm. and i've seen it so much so every single detail of this sort of this parody because there's so many parodies in there is spot on my personal favorite i'm sure you'll have a favorite as well is when danny writes down a word for jack to say and he's like say this word and jack's like no i can't and he's like you can't because it's a pg-13 it's like if you're a pg-13 film you're allowed like one f-bomb yeah i just thought that was like so spot on and i really enjoyed how like because i'm a woman i'm always frustrated watching action films and everyone's like ridiculously like like supermodel looking like so i really liked how uh, danny was like there's just no real woman anywhere every like every female in this film is a supermodel i think you really have to love the genre and understand the genre to parody it so well which is what this film does yeah 100 percent. i think that's i think that's a telling moment when the pg-13 comes up because schwarzenegger doesn't really <laughs> but again apart from twins there wasn't really a pg thing because people forget kindergarten cop is an r is a hard r-rated comedy yeah, it's not really a, it is, it's, yeah. it's a it's about kids and the comedy comes from being around kids but the bottom line is he's trying to take down a drug uh, murderous drug dealer you know and it's an r-rated yeah, yeah. it's only because in the years since itv2 edited it down so much that it became a family-friendly <laughs> movie i remember watching actually watching that for the first time thing and that's again go to kind of feeds into the joke of all of that in that this isn't kindergarten cop what's going on here you've cut out all of the big swears and the big action scenes and yeah. uh cut out the bit where the ferret eats the woman the nabs the <laughs> aunt uh, the grandma on the neck and stuff like that very strange but uh, yeah that that is that is hilarious that schwarzenegger's movies were very really like that and i think that's it's a really good thing and like you say the kind of self-referential things of when you said about like, the women in it, Brid you know, Bridget, mm. Bridget Wilson Sampras plays his daughter. And she's like kick ass. She's like, you know, exactly as you would expect. But then you think, where are all the yeah. others? Where are all the yeah, other yeah. women apart from all of these blokes? It's just typical, but it's part of the poking the fun at the fact that part that's, of the joke. that's part of it. Yeah. But there's, there's, there's so much fun. I think my favorite thing has always been the video store slash police mm. office thing so you go in and Danny DeVito walks out and then Sharon Stone walks out as Catherine Jamel from Basic Instinct they go Basic to the Instinct. Yeah, video yeah. shop and in that iconic suit yeah and then there's they go to the video shop and Stallone's the star of Terminator 2 and all those kind of things I quite like that because it must have been a it's so funny funny so thing funny to just Stallone. say if we put you in a movie and you're Jack Slater but you're Schwarzenegger we can't really put Schwarzenegger in that world so and then they just thought oh we'll just make everybody else it so Stallone can be in Terminator and Danny DeVito walks out I love the, the Sharon Stone bit and there's animated things as well isn't there from there's the whiskers the animated cat yeah that's it like yeah the, the animated detectives. characters and stuff like that and then you've got the gruff 
like a uh, police chief who's always like shouting at him and saying things and he just he just doesn't care and he flips desks and breaks doors and all those kind of things so i, I like that aspect to it i think that's quite ingenious and again it's b very much before a lot of stuff that we see modern yeah. day where these things do these things and we're part of you know we have the biggest franchise in the world is about being connected and about all these things kind of not self-parodying in the same way but they're all aware of each other you know you know see yeah, lots yeah. of strangers spider-man together and all those kind of things so i think it's it's much more uh uh much more part of this time than it was part of the time before in the 90s it was a little bit ahead of its time i think yeah no i agree and i don't think it's too much parody i think it's the right level mm. as you said it's very self-aware and it's just yeah it's just a little details and you what i really liked about it is you've got like jack slater this big sort of like he's like all things masculine and it's like say the film saying that do you know what, that's actually not the idol you should be looking up to mm. because it's fake it's not real he's fictional and the sort of the jack but i know jack's still a fictional character but the jack at the end is very different to the jack at the start and the jack at the end he's been exposed to real world and he's sort of learned to be a bit more sensitive and i like his conversations with danny and irene his mother and it's like that's the jack actually we should be these kids should be idolized and i thought that was quite interesting sort of how i looked at that sort of masculine figure as well yeah for sure and i think over time particularly you know in the 90s was a very different time in terms of <clears throat> economically and politically in terms of it was pre 9-11 and obviously 9-11 changed a lot of things in terms of you know our the the heroes that we see on screen aren't larger mm. than life in the same way anymore you know that one of the big first heroes out of 9-11 was someone like jack bauer in 24 where he's dealing with real things and he's a real person and he's dealing with real emotions yeah. and it kind of um yeah you're right it kind of puts the there's almost like a, a fairground attraction-esque look to something like Schwarzenegger where he is larger than life and he's he's a, he's he's like you know you don't want to have too much of Schwarzenegger because that kind of feeds <laughs> into the fact that you're in a fake a fake world that you know Schwarzenegger's the Schwarzenegger's that exist particularly now aren't like that you know they're the the no. soldiers and the the all the guys that give their time to that to go to a fight all these wars all over the place and now we look at the frontliners of the NHS and all that kind of stuff whereas this big six foot five Austrian oak of a man he you know there's people out and, there don't yeah. get me wrong I mean the rock the rock <laughs> is obviously the only real equivalent we have these days but if you ask most people about action stars the biggest action star that we have now is like five foot eight and quite quite slender and doesn't really doesn't really do the same with shorts there I mean I mean obviously Tom Cruise is Ethan yeah, Hunt mainly yeah. but I think obviously as you say that feeds into the the Schwarzenegger brand you know his name is always bigger than everybody else's his name's top of the poster no one has as many letters as Schwarzenegger mm. does so all of that feeds into this 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 strange anomaly that Schwarzenegger was in the sense that yeah larger than life and very very different to action heroes but you look back in history and it's just yeah these people don't really exist but that in that yeah. bubble and that world of the 80s and 90s <laughs> you people That's were people were all about Schwarzenegger and that that action hero but it, it says a lot like you say particularly in terms of like as you say with with um the machismo of of of, of the mm. 80s you know we didn't really have female action heroes and now we're looking at more and more where we get people doing stuff like that you just look at say Charlize Theron she does a lot of action stuff that she does really yeah, well Emily Blunt yeah. in Edge of Tomorrow and a few other things that she does and many many others um it's we kind of don't have that anymore but it's always nice to look back at Schwarzenegger in his prime because it, it's kind of it's kind of strange now looking back and thinking oh this was this was <laughs> this is what we liked in the 80s and 90s okay yeah it's so different but yeah I like how it breaks down that hero and when he 
goes into the real world and he sort of realizes hey he can't dodge bullets and he you know he can hurt and it's like when he punches his fist through a window he's like why is my hand hurt and Danny's like because that would happen and yeah it's actually really it's one of my favorite Schwarzenegger moments in terms of like yeah so his face just changes like he when he realizes oh wait actually I'm not who I thought it was it's actually kind of heartbreaking mm. anyway like I really feel for him in that moment yeah it's almost like what would he uh, obviously feeds back into the fact that he wanted to be an actor where people said to him you're stupid you can't even speak English what what do you think you're doing that he was this indestructible person but actually even though he was this kind of as we talked about kind of machismo egotistical all that kind of stuff actually those moments are probably more towards the truth than we probably realized in terms of being vulnerable Mm. and obviously in those days he was becoming a dad and it was before a lot of the kind of you know marital issues that he's had shall we say over <laughs> the, the scandals, years the yeah. scandals and stuff like that but yeah he probably did feel in the real world very vulnerable he wasn't that on-screen persona and I think that's 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 nice that stuff it's very reflective of how he was probably feeling and also in terms of him mm. being a superstar that the film itself being a box office disappointment he wasn't he wasn't this indestructible force of nature that was always going to make millions and millions of dollars for people you know so sometimes you don't get these things right and Maybe he was kind of a little bit fearful of the fact that people might discard him at some point because he was only really good at a couple of things, which is, I think, obviously, I also tend to think the fact that in recent years, aside from Terminator, he's done a few, like, smaller movies. Yeah, Mm -hmm. where he's tried to do things a little bit differently. He's obviously getting older and, and everything else. But I think that's... I always thought that was quite interesting that he went down that route, even though he does make a Terminator film every couple of years to try and restart the franchise. That I mean, hey, the last one was great in my opinion, so I don't, I don't mind. I think I, I, I think it was better than the last two or three or seven of me have been, you know. But, uh, but yeah, I think that's 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 also very, very good in the sense that yeah, Schwarzenegger off screen is probably very, even though he has certain aspects and mm. is a certain way, probably quite reflective of the thing that the, the fact that he probably thought he was. Yeah, he was maybe a little bit less the Schwarzenegger that we know. Yeah, it's interesting you said it because, yeah, I hadn't actually even connected that, but the sort of Jack realising, oh, he's not who he thought he was, is probably Schwarzenegger in that in that moment too. Like, it's a really good performance from Arnie. But mm. Probably one of my favourite Arnie performances, actually, because obviously I love him as Terminator, but here he is doing something a bit different. And my favourite thing about these action stars is when they do, like, you know, take the mick out of themselves. Like... The Rock, as we said earlier, The Rock and Jumanji, like he's sort of having a laugh himself. And I appreciate that. I think they sort of, obviously would just be egos. They kind of do mm. need to let themselves loose and have fun. Um, the whole cast is good though. Like there's so many people, I didn't know Charles Dance was in it. And then Ian McKellen pops up. Like yeah. everyone, everyone's in this, even Whiskers the Cat, who yeah. I think is Danny DeVito, I think. Yeah Danny, DeVito, uh, uh, yeah, Danny DeVito does the voice of Whiskers because he's in the film as well. He pops up in a, somewhere in the he movie does. and yeah. then obviously yeah yeah the Sharon Stone but then there's F. Murray Abraham who won who won an Oscar for did he or was part of the Amadeus things a few like 10 years before yeah yeah uh Robert Prosky who of course is in Mr. Doubtfire he's in there yeah good good 93 on Robert Prosky with those two <laughs> films uh you get like Anthony Quinn legendary Anthony Quinn in there as well and then you see yeah, Ian McKellen pops up as well was uh yeah right at the end right at the end he's just like okay this is wow and then obviously Charles Charles Dance I'm not sure if memory serves. I'm not sure Charles Dance had the most fun time making this kind of movie, but oh, really? <laughs> I, I can't remember if it was him or some someone else. I can't remember, but I think if you sign up for an Arnie movie, you should know going in what you're probably gonna 
get i mean you're, yeah. if you're signed up to play the bad guy you just play the bad <laughs> just just get on with it and take the money you know it's probably good fun but yeah i think charles i can't remember if that's true or not maybe i'm misplacing that but i thought that was something but yeah really really good cast and austin o'brien is really really good um mm. as uh, as the kid as well so yeah it's a really really strong cast in amongst a bit of a a little bit of a mess at least back then yeah yeah i really like charles dance i think he just like he is so serious and like even just one look at you would like strike fear in your heart so he's perfect for playing this because obviously he's like the villain of all the action films and he's like the epitome of that so i think it's perfect getting like charles dancing for that and you're right about austin o'brien like i don't know if it's just me but like i find kids in films very annoying <laughs> a lot of the time because sometimes do you know what i mean they can be a bit like too much like a bit too naive and a bit too like energetic and i think he treads a very fine line of being like the cute movie kid he's a bit naive but he's mm. he's still got brains like as soon as he's in this fictional world he's like come on jack like look around you this is clearly not real you know he's sort of he's not too annoying <laughs> he's not too naive which is um which is what i like for my film kids <laughs> yeah absolutely absolutely also i forgot that uh, tina turner's in it as well isn't she Oh yeah, when's she in it? She plays the so uh, at the she plays the mayor. Is it the mayor at the end of Jack Slater when he's watching the Jack Slater three on the screen? She's the he pushes her out the way or something. Uh, it's Tina Turner, of course. <laughs> and obviously you get a lot of the uh, a lot of celebs at the uh, at the premiere as well. Yeah, yeah. Like Van Damme's in there, and I think his wife, his old his ex wife's and loads of other like celebs are in that movie. So. Yeah, lots yeah. of lots of different people in Last Action Hero, as you would expect for something taking the Mickey out of action movies that they do <laughs> appear somewhere down the line. Yeah, it's just really good fun. Honestly, I I enjoyed it much more than I expected to because I was sort of thinking it'd be like a kids' film, so it was like really clever, like not what I expected. Um, I know it's one of your favorites, so why do you think it's sort of like sort of stood out to be a bit of a fan favorite? You know, it does have a sort of dedicated following. I think because it was, like we said before, I think because it was trying to do something a little bit different with, not just with action movies, but with, with Schwarzenegger trying to do something different as well. I think that was that was one thing. I think it's definitely, over the years, I think, you know, I, I always thought it was slightly ahead of its time back then because it was trying to, not like smart as in trying to be intelligent in terms of the story, but in terms of what it was trying yeah. to mix together, I think it was maybe ahead of the audience's time who maybe just wanted Schwarzenegger to do certain things when he maybe wanted to try something a little bit different. And I think audiences yeah. now, as I said before, not just used to seeing lots of, we live in an area where so many things are like interconnected and stuff like that. Whereas in this, it was very different to see that. And we see things like, I think obviously Deadpool, there's lots mm. of elements of Deadpool that you can see in Last Action Hero. No, not the same, but in terms of, you know, the little, you know, Ryan, very separate, you know, Ryan Reynolds taking Mickey out of Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool. Yeah, Schwarzenegger yeah. taking Mickey out of Short, you know, there's, there's definitely mirrors and, <laughs> similarities there and also you know look at something like um his Ryan Reynolds' his new film Free Guy which is about something set in a video game we kind of get those high concept kind of movies a little bit more now and this was very high concept and didn't quite work but if you look at it now it actually works quite well with modern audiences yeah. maybe they're a little bit more kind of open and self-aware themselves to know oh yeah you know like a joke about <laughs> Stallone as the Terminator you'd kind of you know, audiences would kind of still get that now. So I, I, yeah. I think it was definitely ahead of its time. I th again, I think the audience were not quite ready for him to do, because he'd done comedies, but they're straight comedies, and he'd done action movies, but yeah, this kind of strange hybrid, people weren't maybe 
particularly sold on back then they either wanted Schwarzenegger to be in a comedy with you know do something like twins or kindergarten cop when he's in a strange situation that makes it funny or to just be Schwarzenegger from Terminator from Total Recall from Predator you know just taking down something bad and trying mm. to do both maybe um didn't quite sit well and also like we said you can see you can certainly see the the issues that people would have had with it back then in terms of the fact that it's too long the fact that it's very it felt probably felt a bit muddled and a little bit you know the word of mouth stuff yeah. back in there probably thought mm, not too sure not too sure about that i love schwarzenegger but mm, if he's not killing an alien or something i'm not too sure <laughs> whereas now i think people have now gone back to it and gone oh okay this has got a little bit more about it than people actually realized you know it is very um smart for what it's trying to do it is very funny as well and it has a lot of yeah. it has all the ingredients you know it has the schwarzenegger doing schwarzenegger stuff and really taking mickey out of himself which is which is great i love the scene where he says uh, i'll be back and he says oh but you know i didn't you know i was gonna say that and the kid's like that's what yeah. said, that's exactly what you, <laughs> you say that all the time <laughs> uh so there's lots of little smart things there i think it, it definitely is a bit of a a jumble but in terms of um you know you look at the history of the release date and stuff clearly there was they tried was to issues, yeah. yeah tried to jump before they could walk kind of thing you know um tried to run before they could walk and didn't quite settle on a tone or settle on the story so kind of just put everything into it so it's a bit of a hodgepodge but i think it actually works to its benefit now i think if you watch it now all of that stuff kind of works to its benefit and has now i think if you ask a lot of schwarzenegger fans has now made that jump from middle Schwarzenegger movie to into that top 10 top top eight territory maybe even top five territory because of because it's a very very different beast to what people were used to and I think now over the years with DVDs and you know special features and now obviously with 4k coming out yeah really gives an even more immersive experience watching it at home and I think it that does it so many favors and and makes it really come alive you know it's almost like watching it at the cinema you know makes it makes everything about as good about it work really really well so I think uh it's nice that people are are still going back to it because uh, you know when it first came out people didn't <laughs> seem to want to see it at all i know which is such a shame because it is like it is really interesting i mean and also a lot of fun like i really enjoyed watching it and you know, as you sort of said fair like the whole reason we're doing this podcast is sort of celebrating these re-releases and remasters like every year there's new films being remastered for 4k mm. or there's new cuts like there's the godfather cut and the apocalypse now final cut and you know, last action heroes one in many a line of many many movies that are being remastered for 4k and it's what you just said there like i think it's really important that we sort of show our support for these re-releases because it helps new audiences find films like last action hero which might have got lost in the mix you know back in 93 and it's what you said like audience sort of like audience appetite changes throughout the decades as well so i think yeah it was ahead of its time so now having a new release in 2021 on, on gorgeous 4k you know, it allows new people to find it and you know i sort of appreciate it yeah it's also got a really ace poster the drawn poster of him coming out schwarzenegger flying out of the cinema yeah. screen i think is such an awesome image uh that that's a I don't even I don't know if that's on the release or if it's on the still one of the yeah, one yeah. of those yeah on the still book there we go such a great such a great poster back in the day when posters weren't done on photoshop <laughs> you know it's a nice <laughs> someone's drawn it someone's actually I, can't, I think it might be Drew Struzan actually I can't remember but in a, in it sounds a, about right yeah back in the day where posters were drawn you know you could see someone actually drawing these original concepts to try and sell the movie so I love that about it whereas nowadays you see all these re-releases and you know you don't get you quite you kind of get 
you get a rubbish package or a package you think oh, that's not like the best poster they could have used but then a slip case will come out five a couple of years later <laughs> for you to buy it again and have this amazing poster on or something so that's one of the things i do love about the last action hero the fact that it comes to an era where movie posters were a big deal and they're the sort of posters you want on your wall whereas yeah you, know, you look at some now and you kind of think i love the film just... but the poster is just because no disrespect <laughs> to marvel but some of their posters aren't the best in the world um, photoshopped faces photoshopped especially the spider-man ones <laughs> yeah whereas you know back in the day you used to get these amazing drawn posters or simple images you know like talking about jurassic park the image of Jurassic Park is so simple. You don't have to put anything else on the poster. The same with like the Batman logo when it came out a few years before. You just put the logo and that's it. You sell it. Whereas now, yeah, lots of heads, lots of photoshops, lots of strange things. But again, you don't really need to put efforts into a poster to sell Avengers <laughs> Endgame. It just sells itself. Yeah. You know? And I suppose with Last Action Hero, like back in the day when you had video rental stores like you need a strong poster to mm. get people's attention to rent it and yeah. I think this is actually one of the perfect movies to have like to feature on this podcast and also be remastered because of the whole sort of nostalgic sort of video rental element of it and as you said like it's sort of the whole look of the new release like our Slavi like, exclusive still book is that really gorgeous poster and yeah it makes me want to if I was in the store I'd see that I'd be like yep that looks interesting I'll, I'll pick that up yeah and also in those days you know that's from an era when videos came out when you had all the video nasties but the reason those covers were so gory and everything else because that was that was the way they would that sell the film there was no no you know trailers weren't the same back then and you know adverts and tv weren't the same back then so to put a lot of these a lot of those video nasty films got in trouble because of <laughs> because of those images you know but yeah I, I i miss the fact of going into a video store and seeing those posters whether it's this or back to the future seeing the poster yeah. for that or seeing the poster for terminator or seeing the poster for willow or you know all the other things in between there's a there's a that nostalgia element makes it so special you know and i think you lose a bit of that if you don't get a release that doesn't have those posters on if it's like a new version, yeah. but unless it's a really really good one um for example, at the time we're recording this, they've just announced that Basic Instinct's coming back out, and they've commissioned a which, really which ties lovely... to this as well. Because ties, yeah, yeah, really lovely new poster that, that they've made, which looks mm. amazing. But sometimes you get them and you think, could have done. There's there's one specific that links to Schwarzenegger. I won't go into, but there's one where I, <laughs> I see it every day, and I'm just like, shame, shame. Yeah. That's not very good. But yeah, it, it helps back to that nostalgia. So I think. It's nice to see that element still brought forward, even though we're dealing with different, you know, 4Ks and Blu-ray and stuff now. Yeah. It harks back to that VHS age, which I used to love. Yeah, same. I do have one final question for you, which is Uh-oh. the most controversial part <laughs> of the podcast, because I'm obsessed with how people organize their DVD shelf. I swear it trends on Twitter like once a month because people like feel really passionate. <laughs> about how they organize their their shelf of like dvds blu-rays 4ks so scott davis i want to know how do you organize yours alphabetical that's the correct answer well for me it's the correct answer i do have them slightly separated though so i have my tv stuff and um oh yeah i have my films a to z then i have a tv a to z and then i'll have then i have a um stand up slash i've got a few set in my live dvds of like steve martin and robin williams so they're in that kind of comedy section but always yeah. always alphabetized and that is the way of it and that is the correct way and i get into so many arguments with people at work about <laughs> the order of certain things how they should be mm. um 
but yeah, I can't see any other way of doing it. The only the only way I might have done it and might do in the future is I'm I'm starting to try and collect a lot of old films DVDs. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. about just having like a pre seventies era of cinema alphabetized but uh yeah there's there's no other there's no other way i know i know the obvious difference would be people have their mcu movies for example together yeah i have that, 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 <laughs> that, that that's that's okay but then when you start doing other things you get into a territory that you you shouldn't be allowed back from i'll be honest with you <laughs> alphabet it, it's the alphabet it's the alphabet where do you put your numbers is the question where do you put your numbers oh i put the numbers at the start because to me it'd be like zero one etc 2001 space odyssey and then it starts okay with the so A's. that's that's where we differ you see oh do you put it at the end no no i would have it under the if you spell out the word so 2001 T-W-T-W. Oh, oh, interesting. Oh, I've never so thought alphabetized completely. So the numbers go in with the A to Z, which is how it should be. But I think that's I think that's correct. So yeah, my numbers are in the mix through their spelling rather than the, the numerical value. <laughs> yeah. There's there's some crazy cats out there who sort by color, and I'm like, how do you how would you find a film? Yeah. If you like, it would just be sort of random selection. So. Obviously, Last Action Hero is, yeah, we're not sorting it by colour, it's L, it goes in the L's. Yeah. I did used to have a uh, a Steve Martin section because he had so many films, but I did oh, okay. away with that because then my brain went, well, then you should have a Schwarzenegger section, you should have a Hitchcock, and it just gets too muddly. So no, they're just all, just alphabetised. Because like you say, if I want to watch Last Action Hero, where's my L's? There it is. Whereas if it's going by the colour, you'd be like, oh, what colour is it which which version did i buy because the other versions might be different colors exactly. i'm confused yeah <laughs> we could be watching it by now all this time you're taking to find it <laughs> no i know it is yeah I'm, it's like i'm really looking forward to asking people because i'm sure someone will come on and not do not do it by the alphabet and it will um yeah round me up <laughs> yeah there's other contentious things like prometheus people will have prometheus under p and i'm like no no it's part of it's alien. alien put it under a for yeah. alien but yeah colors uh, some people do it chronologically uh, chronologically don't they like i always remember the scene yeah, in high fidelity when he takes his record collection out and he's doing it uh, autobiographically or something i'm like i could never i i couldn't, I couldn't remember the that. dates no. to sort of know um no, no i'm not got that kind of brain okay, well thanks for joining us scott it's Thank been you. really fun talking about last action hero uh, i suppose where can people follow you on social media and see more of your work uh, you can find me on Twitter if you want to at Scott Wright's Film. Uh, you can also find my lovely podcast that Emily has been a guest I have on, been on it. <laughs> uh, at those Aunt Pillows Pod. Uh, small break at the moment as we're recording this because of COVID. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you can find me on there, and you can find a link to my uh, Muckwreck, which will have all of my links to reviews, interviews, etc. Of which I do quite a few, which I'm lucky to do. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure your Those Aren't Pillows pod, because it's a comedy podcast, has covered Schwarzenegger films. Have we done Schwarzenegger yet? I don't think we have. We must actually. have done. No, I don't think we have yet. Ooh. Twins, twins, will, uh, twins will make an appearance. Yeah, Twins in Kindergarten Cop will be on the agenda. In fact, that's it. we could do a Schwarzenegger double bill now you put the idea in my head. <laughs> but no, I don't think I've done a Schwarzenegger yet. Um, the new episode is two 80s movies, two classics. But after that, I haven't really thought that far ahead yet because I've been a bit, the last week has been a bit of a blur <laughs> for me with different things, you know. But uh, yeah, if you want to go and check the podcast out, you can. 
Yes, go give Scott a follow and go give Scott a listen. Well, thanks again for joining us. It was really fun. I had a lot of fun. I really like, I'm glad that I got to see this film. I'm glad that we got to speak I'm about glad. it as well. I'm glad. I, I, I want to write lots of things about this film because uh, it's it's primed for rediscovery, I think. It's one that, that definitely more people should see. I think, it, uh, as I say, I think it would go down a storm with modern audiences if you were to show it again. Maybe yeah. the Prince Charles will show it for people to see. Yeah, I mean, hopefully with this 4K release, maybe they'll do a, a new release in cinemas as well. But I think hopefully the 4K release, people will spot it and see it as well. That's my hope, because I think, as you said, it's very underappreciated. 100%. Yeah, go and see it. If you haven't seen it, it's uh, it's great fun. If you have seen it, you're going to go see it. We'd love to hear your thoughts on both the film and the podcast. So please share them with us on our social media pages. Just use the hashtag Video Rewind. On Twitter, we are at Zavi. On Facebook, we are at Zavi Online. And over on Instagram, you can find us at Zavi UK. We also upload our podcast to YouTube in video form. So if you want to see our lovely faces, well, I think lovely faces, Scott's lovely face, <laughs> talking about Last Action Hero. Oh, both lovely faces, come oh, on. Oh, thank you, Scott. Uh, you can check that out. Our channel is Zavi. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on the platform of your choice so that you never miss an episode. And please give us a rating and review. It really helps us out. And we love to hear your feedback. If there's a film you'd like us to discuss, something which has had a new release or has got an upcoming release, uh, just let us know on social media uh, using the hashtag VideoRewind. Thanks, Scott, for joining us today. It's been a pleasure. And thanks, everyone, for listening. This was Zavi's Video Rewind, and I'll see you in the next one. Bye.